0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Brand, MMA sucker host, back in the saddle with y'all for another week of listening pleasure. I've got one guest lined up this week. She is the former face of women's MMA, left the cage, moved on to acting, and doing all that other goodness. She was in Deadpool, Fast and the Furious, starred in Haywire, and got a new flick That has been completed and is coming out called Scorched Earth. She is none other than Gina Carano. She'll join the show in a little bit. This past weekend, though, we had UFC Charlotte. We had some standout performances, and Mitchell Benwellos over at MMASucka.com listed those number one, two, three. Four and five, let's start at five. Drew Dober defeating Frank Camacho via unanimous decision. This fight could have gone either way. It was up in the air Um, as to who won. I was surprised that we got the 30-27 for Dober, but a great fight nonetheless. And uh, hats off to both these fine gentlemen. Another fight that was a back-and-forth tussle. Uh, Unanimous decision for Bobby Green over Eric Koch. Another fun fight, and uh, both men, unfortunately, one had to go down the ladder, the other one moving up, but a fun fight once again. Number three on standout performance, Gregor Gillespie defeating Jordan Rinaldi. TKO, 446 of round one. Now everyone, and their mother, and their dog, and everyone else, Picked Gregor Gillespie in this fight, and and why wouldn't they? Because this guy is now eleven and zero, proved that he is someone to watch in the lightweight division. So check him out. Mirsad Bektic gets the number two spot on standout performances. A first round body shot knockout against Godofredo Pepe. What a beautiful performance! Landed with a bang, and uh, got him out of there. Number one overall main event, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, knocking out Derek Brunson with a head kick followed by some punches. Just three minutes and fifty seconds into the very first round. Now that obviously moves Jacare back into title talks, but the problem is, is that division is left a little stagnant, and there's movement going on, and there's other guys that are in the picture and whatnot. So we'll see what happens with Jacare following this fight. But great, great performance. Now, coming up this weekend, what do we have? We have CES48 on Friday night, And UFC Fight Night 125, Leoto Machida versus Eric Anders in Brazil on Saturday night. Make sure you check out those. And before I get into my guest, make sure you check out my sponsor, The Blazers Choice. You can find them at theblazerschoice.com for all your cannabis-related needs. But guess what? You don't even have to get out of your chair. You could stay sitting in front of the computer. You don't have to get into your car and fight traffic. They are an online dispensary. The Blazers Choice ships the highest quality medical marijuana shatter oil, edibles, cannabis, terpenes, and more, discreetly in smell-proof packaging Canada-wide. You can skip sketchy street dealers, bypass busy dispensaries, and as I said before, avoid traffic all from the comfort of your own home buying from The Blazer's Choice. We'll have a coupon code coming in the following weeks. Um, I chat with the owner over there at The Blazer's Choice, and you won't have to wait long. Again, these guys ship very quickly and reliably And they have outstanding customer service. So when we get that coupon code, heck, even before we get that coupon code, make sure you head on over to BlazersChoice.com. With that, I'm going to get right into my interview with Gina Carano right after this. (coughs) Joining me now is easily the original face of women's MMA and now a garnered actress. Please welcome Gina Carano to the show. Gina, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, no problem.
0: Now, the reason we got you on is because of this new flick that you've got out, Scorched Earth. Uh, why don't you talk a bit about it and and just let me know what brought you to choosing this role?
1: Um, so we uh we we filmed Scorched Earth about 2 years ago. Um, and at the time, uh Western, uh, that my, my character's name is Atticus Gates and she's a bounty hunter. Um, and she kind of finds herself, uh, in a, in a situation where she's taken care of herself for her entire life. Um, and, uh, and she finds herself in a situation where she's going to kind of change her mind for somebody and kind of be a little bit of a, a sacrifice and, um, And take on take on some bad guys and hopefully change things around. So um, it's set in like an apocalyptic where apocalyptic setting where like the entire world has basically been destroyed by you know the climate things and um, you know there's like acid rain and so all the rain that's happening we have to like steer clear of. Anytime it starts raining, we have to be you know um, covered up and the air is not best to breathe and the, the water is never safe to drink and, you know, all those kinds of points. So, it was a really, it was an interesting choice. Um, it's, it's a little bit low-budget um, independent film. Um, and at the time, it was just, it was, I wanted to kind of get a different experience on a different movie set and I wanted to work with um, Peter Howitt. He did uh, Sliding Doors. Okay, yeah. So, so, I just kind of wanted to work with that director and I wanted to try something new. And, and so that's what,
0: that's what happened. <laughs> now, you know, looking through your filmography, I've, I've watched almost everything you've been in. Um, you, you know, you're known for the action stuff, obviously coming from the mixed martial arts world, it was an easy crossover to do the action roles. Is, is that something you want to stick with or do you want to, you know, like the rock was a wrestler going into movies and then he's sort of, Swung elsewhere and gone the whole comedic sort of route. Uh, do you want to try different things coming up in your career here?
1: Yeah, I think after filming Course uh, Earth*, I I took a break and I realized, you know, um, you know, I've really gotten pigeonholed in this um, this action, you know, this like action realm. And for me, it it just stopped becoming fun in a way. Um, I just. I want to. I want to know what it's like to be really excited and really inspired and really looking forward to like putting out a piece of art that I like. Like I, like you know, like something that I am like so proud of. And I, and I really kind of stepped away from the business for about two years. And I was a little bit discouraged because I just I felt like, man, I don't know if that's ever going to happen for me. Um, but just recently, I've kind of gotten my second wind, and I think that happens with people sometimes. They need to go away, and they need to kind of find themselves a little bit and get a little bit more comfortable in their skin and, and really kind of sort out in their brain what they're doing, and, you know, get, get like, a game plan together. And so now I'm kind of coming back two years later, and um, I feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more understanding that I want to create and put out um, what I want to put out instead of accepting the roles that I was accepting for experience because I got into this, you know, this business a little bit, you know, on accident, you know, I got an award winning director, like gave me a role in his, like a lead role in his movie and I got like thrown into it. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, and then I, you know, I played, you know, the quiet villain and the quiet bad guy or like, you know, and I've been playing those roles for a while now, but I feel like there's a lot more. me than that, and, um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna respect myself if I if I don't try at least, you know, to put something out there that I find fascinating. So that's what I'm gonna do in moving forward. And so I'm, I'm taking like a step to kind of do that now. And that's like a whole creative process that you just have to kind of take it. You have to take take the reins and take it by the balls a lot more. And it's just a lot more. Um, meticulous work that you have to pay attention to and I feel like I'm able to do that now because I've been through I've, everything that I've been up you know in the last eight years but everything that I've been up to has taught me so much about the business so after all of this like knowledge now I'm like I'm able to make a little bit better decisions so that's what I'm doing moving forward
0: for sure a couple of things from that answer what did you do with your last two years
1: um I trained and i i kind of i uh, got back to the mixed martial arts part of me. i traveled i took care of my family i spent a lot of time with my family um um and i i kind of just i i got to know myself in a way that uh i i feel like i needed to like i got back to you know like you 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 start doing something. And you think, okay, well, this is what people do. This is they do this because they're successful. And, like, you know, like, this is, like, the pattern. You do this, you become successful, and then you just kind of, like, go on a pattern. And in the meantime, you lose yourself, and you kind of, <laughs> like, find yourself unhappy. And mm-hmm. you look around, and, you, like, uh, this person that I know that's very close to me, he looked at me, and he was like, well, why, why the hell are you doing it and <laughs> if you're not, like, happy, if you're not, like, putting out stuff that you like? And I was like, uh, "That's a really good question." <laughs> so I kind of like, I was like, I was like, "What the fuck am I doing then?" Like, yeah, I just stopped. And I was like, you know, what? like when it gets too noisy, just kind of stop, reset, and so I stopped, and it was it was really good for me. So I kind of um, almost like a child, like I had to kind of like reset and get to know myself and go through the process of like, okay, do I want to do this? Like, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I, who, what do you want to do? Like, do you even want to act? Do you even want to be in movies? Do you even want to be around, like, in, in any of that world? Because if you don't, like, if you don't want to give it your all, then you better get, the like, the hell away from it, you know?
0: What was it that brought so, you back? What was that? What was it that brought you back, then?
1: Um, I think a sense of self and, like, I, I, like, this desire to... I want to put something... I love art. If there's something that I know that as I found out is I love art, and I feel like I have a lot in here to express, and I think I have... I think one of the most beautiful things you can do on the planet is to tell a story. And um, I think I can do that, and I think I can do that in a very unique, beautiful way. And I believe I believe in that. And so... There's, like, very few things that I'm, like, confident about in life, (laughs) but I feel, for some reason, like, I feel very confident about that. Like, I feel like, and that's how I know it's, like, the direction I'm supposed to go. It's because that I can actually say without doubting myself, and... If you know me, like, you know, I can be very self deprecating and I can doubt and like but like when I say something like that and I mean it, that makes that means like that's what I need to be doing.
0: Yeah, so would you say that that before, you know, for the past eight years you were sort of tippy toeing in the water, one foot in, you, now coming back in twenty eighteen you're jumping in with both feet?
1: Yeah, I definitely and I, I definitely say tippy-toeing wasn't what I was doing. I was definitely, um <laughs> drowning <laughs> <laughs> I was flashing around in like the ocean and I didn't even know how to swim you know? <laughs> like, I like but what I got is I learned I learned how to like for some ways and I learned how to like really like fail in others you know like yeah. I learned so much about big movies and I learned about like I know how to fall hard and fail and I know how to like I know how to hold my own in certain circumstances, there's no way I should have held my own in. You know what I mean? So like now, I feel like, all right, like you've 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 done a lot. I've I've, I've done a lot in my life, and I've 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 won in certain circumstances, and I've lost, and I've done all this stuff. But what I've never done is something that I'm like really proud of, and that is uh, that that is something that I'm so determined to do, and like. That is something that I am so passionate about now. That's what drives me. And so that's, like, what gets me up in the morning. And my my mind, when I wake up in the morning, it's, like, like a whole new, like, my mind explodes with all these ideas. It's almost, like, hard to. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's, like, I feel so alive in the morning. Where at one point I just felt like I was dying slowly. <laughs> I was like depressed and I hated it. I was like. I was like, how did I get here? I'm not passionate. What am I doing? You know, like I'm, I'm so stuck in this threat. And then um, it was like when this person told me, Hey, like, what the fuck are you doing? And then like, stop doing that. And then I started living my true self and, I, and now I'm like, all right, I had to start over and I had to rebuild. And now I feel like it's starting to come together. And I did learn how to swim in this world. And maybe it wasn't entirely all that graceful, but I think moving <laughs> forward, I'm going to be able to use I'm going to be able to use all the knowledge towards something, you know. And I think it's going to be something beautiful.
0: Was that the same way it felt stepping away from the mixed martial arts world? Then
1: this, how I feel right now, was how it felt finding martial arts. Okay. So, so like when I when I found Muay Thai, yeah, is how I feel right now. I feel alive. I feel like I feel like it takes over my body, you know. Like it, it's like you know, stardust. It's like I feel good. I feel like passionate again, and I've I've been waiting for eight years to feel that, you know. I've been waiting for so long to feel that again, and so I mean, I'm so glad I I thought it disappeared forever.
0: <laughs> you you sound elated by it and and like giddy, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when you when you don't ever think it's going to come back and
0: then it finally comes back, it's a fucking good feeling, you know? I bet, I bet. So over the course of those eight yeah. years then, I mean, you, you said that you weren't pleased with a lot of stuff. You, you didn't enjoy going to work at times. How did you pick and choose the roles that were given to you or were they sort of handed to you because of your bread-and-butter fighting style and whatnot, and how do you feel like you're going to choose your roles going forward from now on? Are you going to have more of a... Are you going to be more of the one choosing them? Like, were you in command when you chose these roles previously?
1: Well, I feel like, for instance, um, when they called about Fast 6, like, um, so each each different role that I got was, like, a an interesting thing because, like, so you get your first role with Steven Soderbergh. That's always, like, an amazing thing. Of course, like, yeah. oh, my god, <laughs> I got my first So that's got bad that vibes to it. And then you get your second movie role, and it's a part of a big franchise. But to be honest, I never really watched Fast and Furious movies. Like, I, I like they weren't they weren't really my like you know thing. Um, so I was like, cool, Fast and Furious movies. But imagine if it was somebody that was like super into Fast and Furious movies, they would have like peed their pants. Me, on the other hand, I was over there like, yeah, okay. Like I was just at like, a second movie, and and like my my agent was like sitting himself. He's like, "Oh shit, this is this." Awesome. <laughs> and I was like, "No, it's cool. Like, you know, it, just, it was really my thing." And then um and then my third movie. So like my third movie was like an independent film, and you learn hard ways. You learn about life on independent films. <laughs> you learn about like you learn how the movie world can actually be um and in, in a good way and a bad way. So like. I would say that um, I, I did some of those movies for experience. I did some of those movies because, you know, like, you know, so-and-so is in it, so, like, you want to be a part of that movie because, you know, like, Robert De Niro is, in it, you know, so... But then you realize, like, oh, wait, the, the script's not very good, or, like, you, know, you find out, like, weird things about shooting movies. And so now, moving forward, I only want to do something that reaches me and what i'm passionate about you know like um i only want to work with like people that want to want to make something great you know what i mean i want to attract. i don't care if the people are like famous i don't care if the people have no i don't care if the people who are an actor never acted before What I you know care about um, um people that want to make something that is like and it seems Change something and it's gonna move something and it's gonna move a heart and move you know like that's what I want to do
0: so is that your goal <laughs> then to to find roles that move you or or do you have an overall goal with the whole acting thing
1: um I think I work uh for me it's creating projects it's writing it's um it's starting to when when moves come in or when jobs come in it's um about making sure that it's surrounded with Okay, so he's, not only he's a director, but he's the, like, you know, usually if it's a really good director, he's going to surround himself with the best cinematographer that he can find. So, like, I think the first, and Hugh McGregor told me this, the first thing is you have to love the script. You're not going to love the script, and it's not going to go past that. So it actually has to be on on the page. And then you have to, like, you know, respect the director because if you can out, and I, this has happened, like, I've been approached for, for projects where if I can outvision the director, I've <laughs> <you know, laughs> a better vision for his project, then that's probably not going to be a good director for no. <laughs> a, You know what I mean? So, like, being the has of to be, you have to really respect the director and you have to respect his vision, you know. Like, he's got to be able to, like, you know, like, blow your mind on top of control and manage a set, because, you know, like, somebody like Steven Soderbergh doesn't get to where he's gotten by, like, you know, he, everybody he's worked with, he works with for like 25 to 35 years, you know, and he, they know how he, likes to from, like, a professional environment, and, like, you know, so... So and then it kind of all trickles down from there. And then also, what I find is directors and producers don't always get along. <laughs> yeah, like most to the producers are going to give the director kind of his creative vision, so that they can, you know, so that the director can have like, you know, what he, the the most beautiful thing that he can put out there. So that's kind of where where it starts, I think.
0: Alright, let's quickly move away from acting here before I let you go. Obviously, I have to talk MMA. I got to ask you, what, what do you think of the state of women's MMA right now? Because you walked away after your Chris Cyborg fight. She's still on the scene and doing big things with the UFC. What are your thoughts on the state of women's MMA and are you shocked at how big it has become?
1: No, I'm not shocked at all, and and I am so happy to talk about MMA because I've never been I'm more of a fan now than I've ever been. Like I love getting on Twitter when a and when a fight's happening, and I can look at some of my favorite MMA reporters. <laughs> they're always putting up the funniest little memes and um, making fun of the judges or whatever they're doing. <laughs> um, I just it's like one of my favorite things to do. Like I can sit there and watch. Like I can so enjoy them. Um, and and with women, gosh, it's just like the what Chris has done, um, and to have been a, a small part of that, you know, that journey. I'm I'm so happy for her. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, uh, I you know like and and I, I was really happy for Holly um, when they fought. I think that there's some up and coming women. Hopefully, that will give her a little bit more. A challenge, and hopefully, Chris doesn't like retire anytime soon because there's there's some women coming from her for her that are that are going to be a challenge. Hopefully, so um, which I don't think she will. I think she'll stay with it for a while. Um, Yeah, I'm super stoked to see where women's MMA is at. I'm so happy to have ever been a part of it, and and I and I feel the love from the entire community constantly. Um, Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you said you said that over the last two years you went back to training and, and that was something that you picked back up was getting back to the gym and training and was there ever an itch to get back in there?
1: I mean, I never stopped. I've been so every movie I've been on, like whether it be in London or like, you know, Puerto Rico, you got believe I was like walking somewhere. <laughs> like I would walk down the street and find myself like a multiplayer guy in London when I was yeah. there. <laughs> there's this is like a world community that I feel like I'm, I'm I'm a part of, you know, that I've been a part of for the last, you know, almost 13, 14 years now. Um, and, yeah, there's always, I don't think, I don't know, there's, I don't think that it ever goes away. <laughs> it? I don't know, I don't think, oh, I walk on the treadmill, or I, I hit the bag, and, like, it's just, you know, it's it's always there.
0: But we won't see you back in the cage, right?
1: I mean, you know, you just never know with me. I mean, I think that I think art is all about, like, you know... I For me, I want to get my body and my mind and my spirit and my art, and I want to get it all out there. And right now I'm definitely focused on getting some art out there that I'm proud of because that is, um, that's what I really want to do. But that definitely has to do with my body, you know? When the most artistic I ever feel is when I'm my body is the cleanest it's ever been. So the cleanest it's ever been is like right before fight, yeah. right? <laughs> and you're cutting weight, and you're like completely, completely razorblued Um That's when my mind is like probably at its furthest most honest point. Um, so I think those, those things are all interconnected, um, and so. You just never know with me. If I if I stay on this track, um, which I feel like I'm in a really good way right now, and if I can get myself healthy, you just never know where I'm going to end up. And I truly believe that. Why
0: ask you anything else after that? Gina Carano, thank you so much for joining <laughs> the show. Scorched Earth is the movie. Uh, let people know where they can find you. Check you out on social media. If you have anything else you want to say about Scorched Earth, the floor is yours.
1: Um, no, I just I want to say I really appreciate the the support that um, the people that have followed me this long in my career. I just really appreciate all the support and love, and I want everybody to know it. I genuinely feel it, and and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and I always will. I never take that for granted, and, and it's gotten me it's gotten me so much farther. I feel the love, so thank you, everyone.
0: Thanks a lot, Gina. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Miss Gina Carano for the time this evening. Oh man. She was something else. When women's MMA was just getting started and growing and gaining notoriety, some epic performances inside the cage, she was the easily the-star of Strike Force, and pushed women's MMA to where it is today. I, I truly believe that. So, thank you to her for joining the show. Make sure you check out her latest flick, Scorched Earth, where she plays Gage. And uh, I'll have a link to that in the description. But once again, thanks to my sponsors, The Blazers' Choice. The Blazers' Choice isn't your average Canadian mail order marijuana site. They're a group of growers, extractors, activists, medical marijuana patients, and longtime cannabis business operators who have been in the cannabis industry for over a decade. Before the current green rush started, believe it or not, before everyone and their dogs were getting high from the dispensaries, these guys know what they're doing. Check them out for medical marijuana, shatter, oil edibles, cannabis terpenes, and more, and they will ship it directly to your door in a discreet, smell-proof package. Do not worry about getting in your car and driving up to the dispensary. Or don't worry about going down to East Hastings in downtown Vancouver and dealing with sketchy street dispensers or dealers. Head on over to the BlazersChoice.com. As I said earlier in the show, we will have a coupon code or a discount code or something like that in the coming weeks, uh, but until then, check out the Blazerschoice.com for all your cannabis-related needs. That does it for this week's episode of Sucker Radio. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thanks to Gina Carano for joining the show. Make sure you check out MMA for all your mixed martial arts news, rumors, interviews, and everything else MMA related. Check us out on Facebook. We are last word on sports MMA. L W O S MMA on Facebook. On Twitter at MMA you can follow myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604 or on Instagram. Jeremy underscore 604. And with that, I'm out.